0: Pornography isn't just a problem for men. A troubling statistic shows a growing number of women are struggling with porn, and this is a sensitive topic. But our ministry wants to be a place for you or someone you know uh, to find help in healing and finding that road to recovery. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Erin, um, how often do, are, are you seeing women struggling with pornography?
1: Mm-hmm. I see this more frequently in my office and that it's either, you know, the wife and the husband or the wife or the husband. But it's it's increasing. It seems to be increasing that women are struggling with pornography as well. A matter of fact, the percentage of women who consume porn is increasing um, they said by the end of 2021, 3.5, three and a half out of every 10, Pornhub consumers are women, which means it's about 35% are females, are wow. women. And, and so, Pornhub is
0: a specific site uh, for porn, from what I understand. I've never mm-hmm, been there, but mm-hmm. that's a troubling stat. Yes, 35%. Why, why is
1: you know, it's interesting because for women, A, um, for everybody, it's so accessible. And it's also being you know, dangled in front of us amidst being on uh, social media or on technology, as well as oftentimes with pornography, we are looking to numb something mm-hmm. or cope with something. Yeah, I
0: was going to ask, and what's so, the difference between like curiosity and, and, and coping mechanism?
1: Correct. And oftentimes for women, I mean, the, the statistics also show that women are feeling more disconnected, more stressed um, post-COVID, more anxious, and even more alone. And so, you know, what's going on that's causing women to be driven to that? You know, it's an individual thing of looking at what's driving the individual to seek comfort in that way.
0: Well, let's go ahead and hear from Rosie McKinney, who has a ministry dedicated to seeing marriages restored after pornography has broken trust and and caused problems. Rosie uh, addresses this growing problem for women.
2: Let's go ahead and listen. Uh, Rosie, let me turn the corner on this. Uh, Again, your emphasis has been uh, husbands who are addicted to porn. We do wanna take the last quarter here, which actually fits the statistics, ironically. you know, About uh, 75% of men uh, are addicted to porn. It's the men, about 75% of the time, but one in four women are now in that category as well, so roughly 25%. In that context, it's, just, uh, it's not just women, but women and girls. Um, describe what is, why are they being lured into that with their brain chemistry, and what's happening for women and girls when it comes to pornography?
3: Great question. So often people struggle to accept that women and girls are looking at pornography. They're like, why? Why would they want to do that? That's horrific. Look, what's happening to the women? Not appreciating that our brains work in exactly the same way. And we are just as susceptible to becoming addicted because of the hijacking of the reward center that we covered in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's the same mechanism. It's exactly the same. And what they did, they actually put um, men and uh, they put men and women in functional MRI machines and expose them to um, arousing material and their brains light it up in exactly the same way. Huh. It's exactly the same. And so there's a lot of, you know, misconceptions that women, you know, they're not stimulated visually. It doesn't work. And it's, it's just not true. The science is there yeah. now.
2: There seems to be a little greater barrier, though. And it would show in the data if only 25% of women well, use porn where it, 75% of men do.
3: Well, I think... You know, I dread to think what's going to happen in twenty years' time because the younger you go, so the younger demographics, mm. that number's much higher. We're in 30%, thirty percent, thirty—I don't know what it is at the moment—thirty-three percent or thirty-five percent, depending on which country you're in. Actually, that is growing. Yeah. So I do feel that we have a diminishing window of opportunity to actually reach people because, uh, you know, majority of guys are doing it. Our young women are doing it. Um, our children are just drowning in this stuff. Right, There's in like, your face. There's like a group of women who are, didn't grow up with this, that haven't had their brains addicted to this, who are able to stand up and fight, and yeah. that's who I'm speaking to.
2: Yeah, so the, the caution you're giving there is that in a couple of decades we could see the number being at parity with men Why not for women. Uh, you have a story about bringing a, a, a former porn addict to your church yeah. to speak, and something happened that was very dramatic there. What happened?
3: This is um, Lily, who is in the book, and she, how old was she? I think she was like 20 at the time when she gave her testimony. So she stood up and shared how, although she was an A student, came from a, a, you know, a good, loving family. She was on the ballet team, the swim team, um, you know, perfect little girl. She got hopelessly addicted age 10 to pornography. So she shared this and shared how it made her feel and how she was so scared to come forward and no one would understand. And I also have her mother's testimony in the book about how they knew something was wrong, but had no comprehension that this could be the issue. So they never asked the question. No, you know, my 10 year old little girl's watching pornography, you you wouldn't think of it, would you? And she was
2: sitting in the audience listening to this. She was at the church.
3: Well, so this is, um, so Lily stood up and gave her testimony but we had uh, in the audience there was a ten-year-old girl sitting yeah. there, and her mum rang me up the day afterwards and said, well, "As we were driving home, my daughter burst into tears and confessed that this was her struggle."
2: Wow! What a very honest little girl.
3: Yeah, and such freedom. And we've had you know yeah. kids who've given, who've stood up, you know, age fourteen and given their testimonies, who got hooked at age six. Oh yeah, yeah. Um and. I, I think we underestimate the the potential and the power of empowering our young people by giving them the truth because those who have been through this have have seen the damage that it's caused them and are now on the other side. They want to go and test you know give their testimonies to other kids and rescue them. Sure you know, let's empower the people that we have.
0: Well Greg, uh, this is a, a tough subject, and um, if a wife comes to her husband. And says, you know, you know, Mac, I've been struggling with pornography. How should he respond? How does he represent Christ in that moment?
4: Yeah, I think, and really, any time Aaron and I need to have a difficult conversation, the formula for me is that one, I need to to deal with me first. So if if Aaron is sharing something difficult like pornography or just what whatever, it's it's instantly going to stir something up inside of me. And I need to deal with that first the great verse that talks about deal with the log in your own eye first, mm-hmm. then you can see clearly and in many ways what that looks like in this sort of a conversation is that I need to get real clear on what gets stirred up in me so if if Aaron was sharing that that she's been struggling with pornography probably it's going to take me to a place of feeling inadequate, feeling there's something wrong with me. Like, like why Would, would, am I not good enough? Am I not attractive enough? Like it would throw me in that way. I would instantly try to personalize it. She's sharing a struggle in her life. I'm taking it personally. Like somehow it's my fault. I've done something wrong. I haven't measured up, you know, something, something's going on. So whether that's a, I'm feeling failed or whatever, that's what I want to pay attention to first because I want my heart open. If I'm really going to hear and and listen, seeking to understand Aaron, I've got to get clear on what's shutting me down. Mm -hmm. And typically it's that I'm personalizing a lot of this. And so, so it's okay in that moment, if Aaron is sharing that, I may need to say, you know what, Aaron, I really want to hear you. Thank you for sharing this, but it—I just—I need a moment, and—and and it's okay for me to take a moment, take a—a a lap around the—the the house. But I'm what I'm trying to do is go to the Lord, and say, God, please flood me with your truth, mm-hmm. Lord. Remind me who my wife is. Let—let let me see her in this moment through your eyes. Yeah. It—whatever it, I need to do to access God's wisdom, His power in my weakness i can't do any of this mm-hmm. but but through him and so that's why i want to go to him and, and it's okay i think the mistake that a lot of us make is we just try to power through these conversations i'm stirred up i'm shut down and nothing good is going to come from that and so again i'm 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 trying to protect our marriage and so I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to go off and, and say things to Aaron. Will you, the you know, call their names or yeah, yeah. whatever. I, I want to protect that. That means that it's okay to take a break and maybe divide this into several conversations. So,
0: so if you want to protect, don't power through, right. but push pause. Exactly. Ooh. How's that? I just made that so up good. based on what you were saying. If you want to protect, don't power through. Just push pause, and listen. We've got so many resources here to help you kind of uh, manage circumstances like this, uh, swing by our website. There's a lot there. I'll point out our No Porn Marriage podcast. There's a link over there for that. It's an entire series with Greg and Aaron talking about this topic in depth and with great candor. Uh, We also have the book by Rosie McKinney. It's called Fight for Love, and it's a tremendous resource to give a lot of practical advice on finding freedom from pornography. Uh, We have copies of that book here at the ministry, and we'll be happy to send one to you when you make a generous donation of any amount to Focus on the Family. We're listener-supported. We rely on your generosity to continue making podcasts and resources and tackling subjects like this. Donate today and get the book. The link is in the show notes. And on behalf of Greg and Aaron, thanks for joining us today. Next time, Bob Lapine joins us to describe what true love is. Uh, For Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, thanking you for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.